Welcome back to another episode of the Junk Monkeys Podcast. I'm Randy McLeod, joined by Michael Gertzen. Yellow. And my special guest, Bethany Leslie. Hello. Hello. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about The Northman and how you should go watch it. So stick around for this episode of the Junk Monkeys Podcast. And so I said, Northman, more like South Woman. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, man, I'll be here. Opposite words, yeah. comedy. That's crazy. That's good stuff. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been a long day, uh, but we're here. We want to talk about the Northman a little bit more uh, than we already have. Uh, a little behind the scenes, we lost the episode. <laughs> Welcome to take two yeah. of yeah. the yeah. Northman episode. You know that what? That was just practice. It's yeah, fine. That was our dry run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is it. Yeah. Um, so to get this out of the way in, in at the beginning, uh, The Northman is a film that has recently come out. Um, not the most popular thing in the world right now, but I highly encourage anybody listening to this point to go watch it before you listen to this podcast because we're going to get into some spoilers. Um, it won't be like, I, I honestly think like this movie isn't really, it's a traditional story. Like you're not, uh, if we spoil some things, it's not really like a big deal because it's more of an experience. Than a than a story, if that makes sense. Yeah, the plot's very linear and basic. Anybody can get a uh, kind of get a gist of what's going on, mm-hmm. but it's more of a visual experience. So us talking about it doesn't do it justice. Yeah, I'll um I'll I'll quickly just give a little quick thing. Like the Northman is a revenge epic uh, set in like 10th century uh, Iceland. Um, it is about uh, a Viking named Amleth. It's basically the Lion King. Uh, but very brutal and <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Um, and historically accurate <laughs> stuff. And it's a really, it, it's a, a very entertaining two hours. So highly recommend going to see it. But that being said, we will be talking about spoilers on this. So go watch it and then come back and watch us, please. And subscribe. Uh, really important that you do that last part. <laughs> anyway. And hit the bell. Hit the bell. Hit the like button. Comment if Mike should get a perm. Should Mike get a perm? <laughs> yes. Mike, no. We need your feedback. Perm mullets. <laughs> are they cool? Are they? Or are they feminine? I don't know. Oh, well, what's up? Or am I feminine? What's, Many yeah, polls about, about to come. Hold on. That, Mike. A lot of polls <laughs> Let's unpack <going> that. <laughs> we don't have time. On the next episode. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time. Guys, um, I want to start with Mike. All on right. Basically, like your your thoughts on the film, um, and whether you came out of it loving it, liking it, thinking it was good, thinking it was fine, you know, what, what, talk me through it. It was. How do I want to put this? I enjoyed it, but it wouldn't be a buy it as a DVD for me. Ooh, that's you a know? good scale. Because yeah. uh, this is the classic Randy scale, which mm-hmm. we've never talked about. Randy, would you like to go through it? Which which, which is the theater, wait for stream, buy it on Blu-ray, remember? Yes, okay. Your thing was always, I'll wait for it on stream if mm-hmm. it was okay. Um, obviously, there's don't watch before that. And then there is stream, watch it in theaters, and then buy it on DVD. This is about the probably I'd watch it in theaters for sure. Yeah. Wouldn't watch it or wouldn't buy a DVD of it. Um, I'm, I'm just not there with you. I'm not that big of a Norse mythology buff, mm-hmm. as some people in the room. Um, <laughs> So it definitely hits that spot, and you'll definitely hear why it hits that spot further in this podcast, I'm sure. Totally. 
but for me it was definitely really cool to see it in theaters just do all the visual effects and the like crazy gore and all the nuts things that happen in this movie well so. and i can imagine like you sitting in the laser ultra theater as well with the oh, yeah. dope sound system oh, that would have been amazing. yeah there is yeah. there's moments in the <laughs> movie where they throat sing and it literally like vibrates your chair oh it man. is cool yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, yeah. yeah, I love the all the acting. Alexander Skisgard. Skisgard. Yoked. Yoked. Yeah, yeah right. and more yoked than he was in the Tarzan movie from 2016. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I looked at that comparison. And I was like, wow, that yeah. is that is a different type of Jack. Like his traps are top. Like, I think they outbeat <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy's in Warrior. That's insane. Everybody stop and then go look that movie up because Tom Hardy literally doesn't have a neck. Um. <laughs> um is it Taylor Anya Joy or Anya Taylor Joy? Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. Um, really good. Mm-hmm. Loved her. Really want to see. Wish she was in the new Lord of the Rings series because she is the Ooh. perfect <gasps> elf I've ever Holy seen. Holy shit! Ooh. You're so right. And That's it's a great almost point. so sad that she's not going to be in that. Oh but my she's God. also really busy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's um, famous. <laughs> you know, like she's yeah. going everything at, at once. Yeah, but my rating, soft seven. So seven out of ten. Pretty steady. Yeah. I'd definitely recommend everybody to watch it if you're open to a different movie. Totally. Yeah. Bethany yeah. Leslie. Hello, yes. You loved this movie so much <laughs> that really you did. were like, Ayo, we gotta go again. Yeah. Talk me through it. Okay, yeah. So we went for the first time um, when I was super tired. Mm-hmm. So tired after a day of work. Um, and I was like, I left the theater just absolutely blasted (laughs) like I was drunk off of this movie like yeah it was I was so captivated by it um and I'm kind of biased because I am a junkie for mythology and like interpreting um movies and myths and stories um I also love Iceland I have my whole life <laughs> so this was uh, super fascinating for me that way too mm-hmm. um, and the kinds of the movies that I like uh, are the ones that are that have really intense visuals really intense music um, so it, it, this kind of just checked all of my boxes yeah yeah um, so it it I think it landed at one of my favorite movies of all time oh yeah <laughs> yeah it hit yeah. that pantheon you know it did yeah and yeah. and I like that they stuck with a really simple story. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it would have been a tall ask to be like, here's this, like, different take on Vikings. Yeah. And also a really complicated story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, like, the characters, it was such a plain story, not that it wasn't a plain movie. Right. That you don't really have to remember the characters' names. No. Yeah. Because you kind of can just be like, ah, the bad guy, yeah. you got the good guy, you got his dad, and you got his exactly. significant other I have baby. seen this movie twice now. Um, and as we were driving home last night, I was like, what the fuck is his name? Uh, omelette? Omelette? Uh, um, <laughs> omelette? <laughs> yeah, you know, like. Omelette. Yeah, omelette. Yes. And then I still don't know his dad's name. I know, like, his dad oh. obviously isn't a huge part of the movie at all, but they keep calling him King something. I just refer to them by the Lion King characters. <laughs> Same shit. <laughs> what we... So Simba. So Simba. <laughs> decapitates Scar naked <laughs> in front of a volcano. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> the <they're> director's <laughs> <kinda> Lion <laughs> King 4, baby. It's... <laughs> Lion King 3 the... and a half. Wait, who's Demon? Wait, who's Demon and Pumbaa? <laughs> that 
Wait, is there an equivalent? I don't um, think so. Because he would be friends with. Uh, not really. Was is this? Wait, is it Bjork's character? Mm. No, because she's more like um. What's she's, the baboon's name? Yeah, Rafiki. Rafiki. Yeah. She's Rafiki mm-hmm. in this story. That would be Rafiki. Yeah. Yeah, I don't oh. think there's Timon and Pumbaa in this one. No, there isn't. It's just like his sh- sh- uh, shipmates. This could be. Oh yes. <laughs> I don't know. His shipmates, his fellow slaves. Do you mean? No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh ship. Like when they're rowing the boat. Right. Yeah. That's. I thought you said shitmates. Shit. <laughs> I'm like no, fellow prisoners. Not. Like. Um, you guys should put this in your back pocket for your next random essay. Mm. Okay. Why the Northman is actually Lion King. You know what? Part yeah. Four. Well, I could have done that for a class that I just took mm. and. I'm really sad that this movie came out after that yeah, class also, finished. Yeah. This is this movie's kind of based off of Hamlet as well, right? Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. We found this out yesterday. The main character in this movie is called Amleth. A M L E T H. It is just Hamlet except the H is at the end. Mm-hmm. So they well, did not push this agenda omelet? too fast. Historically, uh, obviously, we talked no about this. No one caught the egg pun. It wasn't funny. Nah. <laughs> someone's, <laughs> someone's laughing. Yeah, somebody in their car okay, is just like, damn, man. Bad, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's killing it. <laughs> um, no, uh, so, like, historically, like, Shakespeare was inspired for Hamlet by this tale. Well, sorry. This isn't the exact recreation of the tale by fucking the dude. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um but, um, yeah, so, like, Hamlet isn't the original, if that makes sense. So, yeah, Shakespeare literally was like, hmm, Amleth, Hamlet. <laughs> I'm creative. Well, he would say it more like, Amlet, more like Amlet. <laughs> and then Shakespeare, the notoriously cockney. Extra, extra. Anyway. Um, yeah, uh, for me, like, I can't believe how much I dug this movie. Like, I am not an artsy film kind of guy. Robert Eggers is known for, like, his historical dramas that are just, like, abstract and weird. Um, And I think this is his most... Well, I haven't seen his other films, but I've heard they're not as accessible. I know, like, he said in an interview for this one that, like, this is his most accessible movie that he's done because it has action sequences and it has dope, like, set pieces and moments and, and things like that. Um, and I think that really worked for this movie for me. Like, mm-hmm. I think like I'm a person who loves a good action scene, but as long as it has purpose and like we get purposeful action scenes in, well, first of all, the final fight, like that is so purposeful. And so it's such a culmination of both characters journeys in Fjolnir and, um, Omleth where like they, this is it. Like they, they, Fjolnir has nobody left and Omleth yeah. has to do this because it's a, uh, dictated by his fate, um, and B, he made a vow to his father or whatever, right? I thought of something last night. Please. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so Fjolnir's head gets cut off mm-hmm. at, uh, at the same time that Omleth is stabbed in the heart. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is symbolic in some way. Okay. Thoughts? Interesting. Any thoughts? I don't know how, though. He, mm-hmm. Okay, random thought. Mm-hmm. Working off of this, they both died the same way that the person they were avenging died. Oh, holy fucking shit! You're because right. Yeah, Filner decapitated the father. 
Yeah. And he and Amleth killed the mother. Yep. Yeah. By stabbing her in the, in the heart. Yeah, you're right. So that's, you're probably right. That hey, that's really cool. That's, that's not that like it's too coincidental not to be a thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. You could probably you could like derive so many interpretations from that, but that's a that's a good one. That's a great one. Yeah. Oh. Fascinating. Wow, you're smart. Wow. <laughs> wow. You guys watch a movie twice. Yeah. Um, we should talk about the plot quick. Because talking about the last, starting at the end of the fight, yeah. we should kind of run through the yeah. full thing. Yeah. Let's um, start right from the Berserker scene. Please. Because mm. we need to talk about And honestly, that. Mike, I want to start from the Berserker scene, but like before they even get to the fort. Yeah. You mean around the campfire? Around the campfire. Oh, they're like that was. Feral? One of the coolest <laughs> fucking things I've seen is just a bunch of jacked ass dudes like losing their fucking minds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like uh, to music kind of, but it's more like a chant, like a tribal thing. Yeah. The drum. Yeah. 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 And they all fall to the ground when the drum stops and like then they like start howling and become (laughs) the beast, if that makes sense. Like they, 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 they inhabit their, their roles, if that makes sense. Like um, I say that makes sense too much. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, like um it's so cool and like it's so like even as an audience member watching it i'm getting hyped up yeah i'm also being like all right let's go you know like and then like it's such a perfect way to get move into the scene where they storm the fort yeah because like um we we see them and we see them get so jacked up and just excited and we see omelette like really committing to this role he has as a wolf bear or Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yep. Is it bear? No, it's a bear wolf. He's called. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's really committed to this because that's what he's known for all his life. After he had no purpose other yeah. than to revenge his father, but he kind of strayed away from that because he wanted to survive. Um, so you see him just absolutely go feral, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like, great performance from him. They work like they do that so hard, almost like a psychosis. Yeah. Like they literally yeah. change their whole mindset to mm-hmm. they just did completely different like a beast yes and yeah. that's probably <laughs> why they did it because any normal human in war like that would not be able to handle it so they had to find some way of mm-hmm. being jacked up mm-hmm. and to change your persona and that's such a cool like could you imagine how terrifying it would be to see a berserker running at you <laughs> i'd be no i'd, I'd be, be like nope. all right it's over well, all right me. hey <laughs> <laughs> Here's my neck, <laughs> please have Just at make me. It quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's terrifying, man. And like, I think it's so cool that that is a historically accurate thing that happened. Yeah, humans did that at one point, and yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, in my like, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, however, and we talked about this a little yesterday, but like, um, Robert Eggers, the director of the film, does not shy away from the fact that Vikings are bad people. They are not good people. Like. They yeah. they looted, they raped, they pillaged, they killed children, you know, like because they were dead weight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, really messed up, and he doesn't shy away from that because we get this like glorious battle scene at the fort, and it's so cool. And it's like, as an audience member, you're like, oh yeah, violence, this is great. And then they light a fire on a hut full of children. Yeah. yeah. You're and like, oh, you, cool. Yeah. Action scene. Sick. And then you're like, oh, oh. And then and then after yeah. they're like, ah, do they need to do that? These are morally great hey. people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And they like just take a kid from his mother and then they take the mother away. Yeah. Lock yeah. him in the barn. 
it, yeah, it's messed up, and I appreciate that they also showed that. You know, yeah. even yeah. at the beginning of the film, uh, I didn't, ca- I forgot about it on my first watch through, but like on the second through, um, the the king returns, and we get him being like, oh yeah, let's go to the hall or whatever, let's go, brother, and then um, uh, a line of slaves just go walking by. It's yeah. Like, well, yeah, they they enslaved people, you know, yeah. like and used them for like as slaves and it's yeah. horrible and that's pretty key in this movie like it's not really touched upon a huge amount but yeah like slavery is present here and it's actually it's kind of shitty for a lot of people in the film especially mm-hmm. Amleth did it on purpose like he be- he became a slave because he wanted to get in there but like yeah it was messed up I don't know my point there <laughs> kind of just the shitty people yeah they're that's shitty your people. point yeah that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost being a slave throughout the movie definitely highlights that as well mm-hmm. and shows that they were not great people, even though he definitely could not pass up as a, one of these people. Absolutely not. Like, he is oh towering. God. Oh, my God. He is jacked. <laughs> this is not and a man. The, and he's got, like, long, like, still Scandinavian hair. Yep. And, they, and they look at him and like, yeah. yeah that's a slave. That's I know. a slave. <laughs> well, he's got the burn mark, remember? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, no, it's so cool. Uh... So yeah, we get the berserker scene, which is dope. And oh, then... that that spear catch! Oh my god! That... I think about that oh. several times a day. Because that was the start <laughs> of that full that whole battle scene was a one shot, right? Uh, yeah, just about. Just about. Yeah, except like maybe one like cut. climbing the wall. I uh, think is when it starts. It's right when he jumps down. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be. But it. like, for all intents and purposes, <clears throat> basically a one shot, and it's amazing. Yeah, imagine someone running with him. Because there's like a river there. Yeah, I could just imagine this cameraman like all in ass with this camera. Cameramen are some of the unsung heroes of Hollywood. Yeah. Man. Like they're in there too, but they never get any credit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, I've never seen a spear catch like that before. Well, I could tell it was very much CGI. Oh yeah, there's yeah. no way he's catching that. No, but, <laughs> but so who cool. cares? It was who effective. cares? Yeah, I, mean, I was like, raging in my seat. I saw that in the trailer, and I was like, "That's fucking hype!" And then I got in the movie, <laughs> and I sat down, and I was like, "Well, I've already seen it in the trailer. It won't be that big of a deal." But it's following the berserker like mm. rage scene, and I'm just like, "All right, this is the be- this is the best thing." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it hits once, okay. But if it hits twice, you made a good thing. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I guess throughout the rest of the film, I think I think it's just it's just great to see like um, we get the Viking culture, but then we also get to like see when I went into this movie, I was like, okay, so this is gonna be a lot of Vikings, a lot of shirtless dudes, a lot of like like angry people, you know, swinging axes at people. But no, it kind of just turns into a uh, Amoth is gonna fuck with the guy that killed his dad, and. Uh, he's going to do it very methodically and very smart, mm-hmm. um, but he's also like full of vengeance and full of rage. And I think that's really, really cool. Like I, I, I expected this movie to be a journey of Amleth being like, oh, man, my dad died. I'm going to go find him. And then the journey is him finding him. And then at the end of the movie, we get the battle. Yeah. But instead, we find him, find Fjolnir very quickly. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Because that really subverted my expectations. Well, and it fills you with emotion because you're seeing him interact with him every day but not being able to, like, oh my God. Watching do it anything the, about it. Yeah, watching yeah. it the second time and he's, like, standing there and he sees him. Yeah. You see it. You see yeah, him being, like, do. he's holding it back, but, like, he's he's angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was smart. Oh, so good. Um, Beth, what was your favorite part other than <laughs> the Berserker scene? Uh, <laughs> um. 
Okay, I'm a sucker for like the magician seer archetype. Mm. And so all of the scenes where they were like uh, doing rituals or like the initiation scene, mm-hmm. um, the scene that Bjork was in, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, those those uh, those are some of my favorites. Um, but then I, I I think my most favorite of all is the scene with the Valkyrie. Yeah. Oh my God! Seeing that for the second time, I was like, I think I cried. I shed a little tear both times. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just so beautiful. There's no way to like accurately convey how intense it is as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. I think. Totally. Yeah. Like I, I completely agree. Especially because like we get the fake out at the beginning. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah. Where like we're like, oh, he's getting traveled to Valhalla. Are carried to Valhalla by the fucking Valkyrie who like rides the horse off the cliff, keeps going. And I'm just like, man, this is cool. Like, I don't know how you're doing this, but you're making this seemingly simple thing of just like a Valkyrie taking somebody up to. It was just so intense. Yeah. And the music, um, the music that plays at that moment is just beautiful as well. That's totally something like on the second watch. The score on this movie is absolutely incredible. Yeah, like, so well done. Oh, it's so good. It, it's creepy at times because, like, yeah. Amleth is doing fucked up things. Um, whenever he gets his night blade and he's just like, all right, this thing is hungry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you get the strings. But then, like, there's so many moments where you get, like, it, it feels Celtic at times. You know, like, it, um, there's violin and there's, like, deep uh, cello, I think it is, or... I think that... Oh, I haven't... I, you know what? I shouldn't even say anything because I have no idea what kind of instruments they used. Mm. Um, there was a very deep string that was really, really well, like, yes. effective at one point for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, um, But yeah, the score really accent, like um, elevated this movie even more for me. Like, yeah. you get your traditional Viking-sounding thing, yeah. but then you also get these, like just creepy like and like the the music that was playing with the berserker scene i'm gonna keep talking about the berserker it scene. was just drums and throat singing i think yeah but even that that is perfection to yeah me. <laughs> oh. i highly recommend listening to it while you're working out <laughs> i'm gonna try doing that like so so cool. Cool. <laughs> not your thing mike <laughs> <laughs> it depends. This podcast is Beth it's and like I a... just nerding out about the movie, and Mike's like, "Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, yeah. It's fine." Um, I like how it really separated the two, like the historical accuracy from the mythology. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. whenever there was um, something that obviously couldn't have been real, mm-hmm. it was usually shown as a vision mm-hmm. or drugs or drugs or something <laughs> of the sort, right? <laughs> So, like, uh, take the awakening scene up to the, before they drink the um, whatever, the bowl of gross stuff. While Willem Dafoe is wearing his and, and, fucking mask. Yeah, his gimp mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That whole scene is a bit weird. But, mm-hmm. um, and then, like, there's when then he starts, like, floating in the air and they're all, like, doing all this wacky stuff. Yeah, they're just on drugs, right? And he sees the king's tree and all that. Yeah. It's just in their mind. It's not like they're actually doing that or seeing that. Absolutely. Um, but... There's a couple things that break it, like the sword yeah. not opening when there's light. Yeah. It. I don't know if it. Obviously, that's like a high fantasy type thing. That's a great point. And then the death mushroom, sort of the weird mushroom from Anya Taylor, where that everybody starts doing like M Night Shyamalan killing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But other than that, like they definitely separated the two. Like the Valkyrie scene, 
all in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Odin, he was almost dead. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, anything other than that, it was basically <clears throat> separated. Yeah. Say. My thing is though, is that like, um, I really appreciated how this movie showed how the belief system of the Norse people penetrated every facet of their life. Mm-hmm. So in the visions that he was seeing, that was very real for him because it was like happening psychically. That's the way that they saw the world. There was no question about whether that was real or not. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. though it's like not real by our standards, mm-hmm. that was real life for them. Yeah. You know? Dog. Yeah. And even like the conviction of um, the afterlife and like re- remember that funeral scene um, where the prince dies, not Am- not Amleth, but... Oh, um, Fjolnir's first son. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, when they, they kill a woman along with him and, that, and a horse as and well. And a horse, yeah. Like mm-hmm. to give their lives and not be afraid to die. That means they like know that they're living on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Or like so, they're so, so sure. Um, so convinced. Yes. That, yeah. Like, Valhall is there. It is yeah. waiting for us. Yeah. And we have to die in battle. Otherwise, like there's no We're point. not going. Yeah. 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 So cool. And so I think cool. like they really hammer that home throughout the entire movie. And yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and fucking, I mean, okay, so like the the son dies, right? Like first firstborn son, <laughs> right? And they're doing the funeral thing, <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're like, all right, we gotta chop the horse's head off now. Let Fjolnir do it. Don't let the little child do it. <laughs> because they're so desensitized. Though. Yeah, like death isn't bad. Yeah, but them. like Fjolnir probably could have done it in one sh- <laughs> one shot. <laughs> the yeah. kid was hacking away. It was like, like all right, hold on, give me a second. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think that's really really cool because it, it showcased that mythology isn't some like fantastical thing where the yes. gods are I shall smite thee down with a lightning bolt from the heavens or whatever. It's more like it's a religion. It's, it's a something you believe view. in. Yeah, that so much so that helps you understand the world that you're living in. Yeah, um, and that's why I really really like mythology. Um, I think it's so cool that like. Um, I don't know how to comprehend this thing that's happening in my world because we don't have the terms to talk about it. So we're going to create something that will explain it. Mm-hmm. And we do that with science. Like, we call that fact and science. Well, some theorists think that mythology was, like, functions solely as early science. Yeah. There's lots of different theories as to how mythology functions and operates in mm-hmm. a society, but that's one of them that's, yeah. yeah. And that's super present, like, in this movie, I think. Totally. Yeah. Like it's like you said, it kind of like permeates everything. Yeah, and uh, your worldview is completely different because of that. Yeah, yeah. Everything's so enchanted. Yeah. That's what's so exciting about this movie to me is like, I don't. You see the world through their eyes, and it's magical. Yeah, you know. But that makes it sound like it's a positive, like nice, air, no, 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 like no. land of yeah. fairies. And but <laughs> yeah, but magic, but magic isn't necessarily good. Mm, good point. It's. I think it kind of transcends human ethics and morality anyways that's a that's a topic for another <laughs> podcast that's another essay <laughs> that's another essay um yeah no i it totally and i i love how they handled uh mythology in this uh yeah. this movie because like we see odin but like did we see odin or was that something that is on the verge of death and uh he believes that he has to keep going for, to do this mm-hmm. um and later we see what happens 
Oh yeah, we see the Valkyrie scene where he's getting taken off the first time, but then he's in the wakes up in the spring, and Annie Taylor Joy is like, "Yeah, I carried you up here." And he's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 After you pointed that out yesterday, Mike, where like they um, explain, um, explain the visions and stuff like that, uh, the mystical. They explain the mystical uh, through uh, things that would make sense to us, like they're drugged or they're having a vision or they're having, you know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, once you explain that, I, I kept an eye out for it the second viewing. And yeah, totally. Absolutely. Like the entire time there wasn't a thing where I was like, this doesn't like, this is some magical wumbo jumbo, you know, like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Other than the sword. I... Yeah, the but, sword. But like the yeah. Viking, he, just, he was just standing there envisioning fighting the thing right exactly he thought yeah. it was some mm. giant thing that's my favorite scene in the movie by the way really <laughs> yeah nice. i love that fight so much because yeah. like it's just he's fighting some giant mechanical thing like it moves so mechanically and doesn't like move like an actual person it's so cool and then he just is like oh yeah that didn't happen <laughs> like, he's like I, oh I, what the heck and yeah. he just grabs the sword takes it and falls apart yeah did you notice how um the size i don't the mound dweller that's what he's called yep. did you notice how his size shrunk progressively throughout that battle scene really yeah oh my god yeah. i didn't notice that at yeah, all until I just... he's like smaller than amleth because at, at the start he's huge yeah yeah that's yeah. what struck out to me or mm-hmm. stuck out to me yeah and then i love the humor at the end when he like takes his head off and like shoves it <laughs> up his ass, ass. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's some actually funny parts in this there movie is. There's, there's a bit where like the son the firstborn son of uh fjolnir like they're appraising the slaves and uh Almuth is standing there and he like makes a scene and then um <laughs> the son's like you l- don't look me in the eye slave he goes to punch Almuth doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> was really funny. I laughed so hard yeah. both times. I was just like, um, that's funny. Yeah, they did a really good job with pacing in this movie mm-hmm. where they really hype, they like went to like unbelievable stress levels of like people, a bunch of people dead, shaped in horse, like a horse on the yep. wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To like the no nose guy doing something stupid, like trying yeah, to open the sword. Yeah. yeah. Like they used him as a good comic relief. Mm-hmm. And then like, the Hathor Bjornsson cameo yes, we didn't in even the talk about sport the or whatever. Yeah, um, that was really fun and everything. And then, like immediately, the Hathor almost mercs his kid oh and then God. dies by getting head butted. Oh, right? oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, that like, he scene goes was off. gross. Yeah, and it was really nice seeing Hathor. Yeah, I left when I, I when I watched it, I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah, there's no person that they found that's like 400 goddamn pounds. Yeah, like that. And then. Half Thor has this weird thing with his mouth where he's like paralyzed on one side, so only one side picks up when he's yelling or talking. As soon as I seen that, I'm like, ah, oh, strongest man in the world. Yep. So that was really fun. Uh, on second watch, he's amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's really great in that scene. He steals the show in that scene because he's like supposed to, right? He's supposed to be the big baddie in that scene, right? But like, he's so good. Like, he's so good at just being like a deranged, like, I'm taking <laughs> this way too seriously type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, I mean, his time with the mountain in Game of Thrones probably gave him so much acting experience. Probably. Beyond, yeah, right? Yeah. He's not just a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I I want to talk about really quick. I know, I mean, spoilers, but we have had this conversation before. But, like, I think the final scene in the volca- volcano is one of my favorite scenes as well. There's so many scenes in this movie where I'm genuinely like, this is my favorite scene. Yeah. Like, there's not just one. There's just, oh, so good. And I can't believe I'm coming out of a indie-ish movie like that. Big, yeah. I'd say big bu- budget, but indie style. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, like independent filmmaker, if that makes sense. But like, given the resources from a good like produce production studio. Yeah. Did do you know anything else that they make for reference? Was focus it features. Focus features. I'm not sure. I um, will have to look that up. That we'll look that up point. later. I can. Yeah. Text it. Um. Later. What was I talking about? The volcano scene. The volcano scene. Yep. Um, I loved it so much because I think a, um, a lot of yelling. Just so much yelling. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite thing, is when just two dudes are just screaming at each other. <laughs> That's so good. But then um, it is one of the most impactful bits where he loses to Fjolnir. And he's just sitting there. Part of his arm is missing. And uh, I think part of his other arm is missing as well. Like, he's uh, Amleth is not doing well. And he's just lying there. And he's not yelling anymore. He's kind of just panting, but in a really strained voice. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Man, this was not worth it. This wasn't this whole journey of vengeance was not worth it because he's going to lose here. And I genuinely, if you can get me to think that the main character is not going to win, you have done an exceptional job. Because yeah. if I go into any Marvel movie, we're going to Doctor Strange on Saturday. Yes, Doctor Strange is not going to lose in Absolutely Doctor Strange. Not, no, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's my that's the thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in that moment, I thought that like Amleth was going to lose and. It would have been for nothing. He could have he could have defied fate and went off and had his children with Annie Taylor Joy, mm-hmm. but he didn't mm-hmm. because he was so obsessed with this one thing, and um, then he overcomes it and just starts yelling. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you want this is a good movie, <laughs> uh, Mike? I know you have uh, different thoughts on the ending. Yeah, I want to touch on that like one specific scene where he's like obviously lost and he's on his knees. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a sign of respect. Because he wanted him to die in battle, where at that point, really, he wasn't fighting back, was he? So I thought, like, when he was on his knees kind of sitting there, yeah. Fulnir was kind of waiting. Obviously, he could have yeah. just killed him, right? Yeah, yeah, But I think he respected him enough for him to give a chance to get him back up on his feet and fighting again. I wonder if it was a respect thing or if it was more like a, I'm relishing in this moment because you killed my wife and my son. There's no monologuing, so. No, I, yeah, that's fair. But I feel like that would have been, like, I'm nude in a volcano and I'm going to monologue at you. It's like, no, I'm just going to stand here and know that I beat you, you know? But it was I like mean, it could have been either way. And it was a, like a 30 second scene yeah. of him just sitting there panting and then yell, getting <laughs> Good to point. yell. Yeah, Fiona's like, all right, come on. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. Check out his watch. Yeah, right? Like, and they do that a lot in this movie. Yeah, they right? hold on things. They, they definitely hold scenes longer than you expect or anticipate. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, before this, coming up to this, when he's killed the family and, like, everybody's dead. Yep. Fulnir gets, like, comes in, is framed by the door in the moonlight, and, like, he slowly looks at both of them, picks them up, and drags them away. Mm-hmm. And then they're, like, and then I think there's just, like, I'll see you in hell. Yeah, meet and then me at go, the gates of hell. Yeah, meet me at the gates of hell. And then at the gates of hell, you will find me. I'm like, oh, yeah. this movie's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't really care for that volcano scene too much. Yeah. I don't know. It was dark. They were naked. Um, lots of this... Lots of the fighting scene wasn't overly amazing, but... Yeah, I get what you mean, like, but, fight choreography-wise. Yeah, it wasn't that great, Yeah, but up to that point, like, that, like the kneeling scene and that final bit after that, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. It's hard not to enjoy that part. What do you think of the volcano scene, Beth? I'm not a fight scene person, so I don't have many thoughts. Right. Um, but, however, like, story-wise. <sighs> did you like how it ended, where they just both died immediately? The ending was kind... It, it wasn't satisfying to it was, me. Did it feel like a cop-out? 
You feel like, ah, this will tie up all loose ends. We'll just kill both of them. Or was it more? Yeah, it feels like a cop-out a little bit. But I also don't think I would have been satisfied if he, it was like a happy ending and he went back to his children. You know, I would have been like, oh, of course. You know? (laughs) Totally. Um, However, I do think it was a happy ending in a way because he got what he wanted. His children were safe. He got that little vision from uh, Olga um, saying that we're fine, make your passage or whatever. And yeah. then he is carried by a Valkyrie into Oh, Valhalla. yes, right. He did get everything he wanted. He at did the get end. everything yeah. he wanted. Yeah. yeah. However, um, I think he was challenged by Olga in terms of like uh, he was pro- he was uh, offered something other than what he w- he assumed he always wanted. Yeah. And I think that was a really, really cool inclusion of Olga. Yeah. In that she provided a different thing for him to fight for and could have been a different outcome. Mm-hmm. Had he never met Olga, he would have done his thing and his uh, bloodline would have ended. Yeah. And that would have been it. Yeah. And he would have gotten his vengeance and it wouldn't have been as fulfilling for him. But can, but the fact that he almost left mm-hmm. and then decided, I need to do this for you and for me. Mm-hmm. Then. And then leaves. I'm like, yeah, this this movie's great. Yeah. <laughs> also, oh my god, her spells, Olga's spells. Yeah, I was a little unclear on like a lot of that. <laughs> can you can you kind of like walk no, me through like a I little can't. bit? It's no, it's just a feeling. It's I just get. cool. It's just the vibe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. When like when she's uh like lying face down in the earth, like talking to M- Mother Soil. She, yeah. She's, like, yeah. Your daughter's speaking to him. Like. Go off, <laughs> please. <laughs> That's my shit. Yeah. Uh, and then at the very end, um, when uh, Omleth leaves the ship, and she does like this incantation. Yeah. And who knows what language? I don't know. I don't either. But Beautiful. like, it sounded cool. So gorgeous. And then the volcano goes off. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Speaking of like that language thing, just really quick, one scene that really stuck out to me both times watching it was um. He sees his mother and uh, her son uh, uh, in a makeshift funeral. Um, so clearly, Fjolnir oh, cut yeah. off the head of this <clears throat> of the horse to like get them to Valhalla swiftly, right? Um, as he was going up the mountain, and um, that's when Amleth uh, kind of like just starts like beating his uh, beating his uh, uh, shield mm-hmm. and just starts like speaking in a certain language. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't know, but he's reciting a, a new chant than yeah. his original one. Yeah, and um, I love that scene, and I really have so much more respect for Alexander Skarsgård. Like I've never really seen him in anything, but after this movie, he's a fantastic actor so that I need good. to see more of. Yeah, because he in a different language, you could tell that he was like, um, embodying what he was saying. And it, that is a tough ask for an actor, in my opinion. Like, yeah. obviously, he speaks uh, a different language other than English. So immediately, he's already pretty good at doing that. But, um, like, the fact that you can speak in a different language but get across the emotion that you're feeling at that moment, or that character is, at least. I don't mm-hmm. know. It, it just really hit for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how offbeat that chant was. Like yeah, it was yeah. It, there was no good. rhythm. No, there was no like. Um, this was a warrior's chant yeah. with no rhythm whatsoever. <laughs> right? This wasn't a bard. No, <laughs> <You know>? that <laughs> was. It it was so off putting to me that it wasn't like on beat or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was still, like it obviously it wasn't supposed to be right. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't sitting there. I really like, enjoyed mm, that. Yeah. Uh, 
father doesn't really rhyme with blood. Yeah. 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 Um, And like even like him hitting the shield was off a little bit or he'd miss a little bit or like it sound different every single time. So Mm. it was cool. I love it. I can't believe how much I love this movie. Yeah. And so right now my rankings for the for the year uh go like this. It's right now before I might change it after this conversation, but like right now Turning Red is number 1 for this year. I still have to watch that. Very good. I know. Um, I got to pick a Sunday. Number 2 is The Northman. And then fucking last of the year, the entire year will always be The Death on the Nile. That was the fucking <laughs> worst goddamn movie I've seen. Anyway, um, but like I, 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 I'm gonna keep flip flopping, and I might have to watch Turning Red again to see which one I like more. Because mm-hmm. I, I love this movie, and I can't believe it I, that I do. And um, I'm really glad that a Beth likes it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really glad that you gave it a shot, Mike. Like, um, and that you came away with a seven. That's fine. Or that's yeah. really good. Even the last movie I had the same feeling about was like. The is it the Revenant? Oh, I love the Revenant. See, yeah, and I didn't come out loving that movie because he was crawling for forty five minutes. Yeah, but <laughs> it was a very symbolic movie, and like the acting was really good. Yeah, so I kind of put it in that same area. Totally. But for like of the year, I think it'd be top three still because it does something different enough to where it's memorable, no matter what mm-hmm. it is. And that's right? why I really encourage people to go watch this in theaters because like I really want to see support for something that is different. Oh, yeah. That is not, like, I don't know what's recently come out that I was kind of like, this is run of the mill. Um, Anything Marvel nowadays? But, yeah. But you're so ingrained. Like. That's my thing, is, like, I, I'm an apologist for Marvel, but I'm also not, like, blinded by it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I understand that Marvel is not a great thing for cinemas in terms of, like, uh, creating indie stories. Like, theaters are becoming less of a, uh, of a place for uh, visionaries. And more of a place for the blockbuster that will get you hype and excited. Yeah. Um, the Northman should is not a movie that is meant to it will succeed at, in theaters the way they are now, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because I want to see more Northmans. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'm glad that we went twice because that's what forty dollars more in the pocket of whoever made this movie. Yep. You know. Yep. Eggers oh. deserves it. Totally. Oh my god. Eggers, omelette. Omelette. Holy shit. This mo- this is asking for egg jokes. This is yes, a, it is. This is asking for a Denny's God. tie-in, like, <laughs> <laughs> the Northman platter, you know? <laughs> we got the omelette, <laughs> the vengeance omelette. <laughs> Served with a side of hallucinogen soup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Comes with mushrooms, you know? <laughs> yes. I'm not. I'm not eating... Any soup from any Scandinavian Mm-mm. ever Nuh-uh. after watching this movie. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Nothing looked appetizing, and it was either drugged or <laughs> yeah. it immediately made you shit yourself. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what kind of soup is spe- on special today? Oh, it's the one that will make you like kill yourself and then stab yourself in the neck. Yeah, I'll pass. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, not today. No, nah, mm, nah, thanks. Um, oh, I need to talk about my favorite scene. Please. Um, It was definitely a little bit weird, but it was like the death of... Um, no nos. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Yeah, because it was like a build up, and you see him, you see him, and it's kind of like a completion of that whole story. And the line was yeah. so cool. Oh, it was so cool. I I remember like watching it the second time last night, and I was like, Mike, 
I need to remember this line for Mike. Yeah. I don't remember it. It's like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I took your nose, the part of your nose is a pup, and now it's a full grown, is a wolf or a man or something like that. I'm going to take the rest. Yeah. And, and then, then he slowly plunges oh. the blade <laughs> into Even the his second head. time, I was cringing. I was like, ooh, and that like, is not nice. And like the bridge of his nose or whatever, it like the, the tip fully, this like makes it bigger and bigger and bigger. Ooh, I don't yeah. know. It was oddly satisfying. Yeah. You for someone s- getting killed. You can see the moment of death, too. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's gross. It is so it's gross because so he's struggling with his hands and then they go yeah, limp. And and oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah that was that rough. scene. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the best line out of it so for cool. me. Yeah. So cool. Um, Beth, did you have a, did I already ask if you have a favorite scene? Yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, you said the Valkyrie scene. scene. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. Okay. Did, Sorry. Did you find out about um, if the witch lady... We talked about this before. Yes. Yeah. Is that because <clears throat> after the berserker scene, the smoke, mm-hmm. he walks in and then there's the witch lady with the what looked, seemed to be like... Was it like the three fates from Greek mythology? Yes. Okay. You so found that out who that is? We, we figured that out. So yeah, Bjork's character, she was uh, credited in the credits as the seeress. So she's not based off of any mythological goddess or anything. Okay. Um, she might be based off of, but she wasn't representing a, yeah. like a specific person. Yeah, yeah. She was just kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> just a guy. She, w- she, she was, was Rafiki. She was yeah. in the movie because yeah. uh, she, like Robert Eggers met her, and she's the reason this movie was made. Um, and also, like, She's really cool, and we needed a kind of like plot moving forward yeah. device. Because yeah. that costume felt so historically accurate or so specific, specific mm-hmm. that it, it just felt like it had to be something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then important. She, she was like, um, yeah, she was like, I don't know what she was doing. She had she had the, a whole patch of wool on her yeah and shoulder, and she was spinning she was like strings, spinning the uh, the thread of fate. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Reading it and telling Omleth about what his what his fate so was. So cool, man. So cool. Yeah. And oh. like the beads in front of her eyes. Yeah, it yeah. was cool. I loved oh. it. So dope. Yeah. A lot of people were upset when like they watched the movie. They were like, I got Bjork baited. Because <laughs> what? We saw her in the trailer. And we oh. Bjork baited. She was in it for like five minutes. Willem Dafoe baited. Oh, my Bats. God. Yeah. Get, like, put him out of the credits, man. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Watching this movie the second time, I was like, I need to watch every movie that Willem Dafoe's been in. Right? Because, like, he's so cool. Like, he's so, <laughs> like I don't know why, what he's it is goblin. about him. He is not a good-looking dude. <laughs> no. But he uses that so well. Oh, it's his power, and yeah. And he, oh, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Also another good elf. No? Fat, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, great right? Point. Great point. I would say, I would say goblin. He's They're a goblin. They're a goblin, mm. yeah. Mm. I would he's, see that. Yeah. I would watch that. He'd yeah. definitely be, he'd definitely w- worth being in a, uh, Tolkien movie oh, of some absolutely. sort anyways, right? I was, yeah. about to, I was about to say, man, I want to see Willem Dafoe in the MCU. We just got him. We just Yeah, we, <laughs> we like just got him. Yeah. Um, I think that wraps it up for our thoughts on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, again, go watch it, please. I think it's it's great. And on my scale, Mike, this might be a buy on Blu-ray. You might buy it on Blu-ray? This might be a buy on wow. Blu-ray. Because like, I want to watch this movie on demand mm-hmm. if I want, if I can. Yeah, I and don't buy Blu-rays. I would buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Like kidding? this and after watching The Green Knight the second time, I would buy that movie on Blu-ray. Like <laughs> I don't know what it is. And also like I don't know if this movie is going to hit for people if it's on streaming. Like I feel like some mm. people might just like get up and go on their phone or whatever or go make coffee or whatever. 
Yeah, oh, you, you need doing? a cinema experience, I feel like. Yeah. It's Coming not... out of your like shitty sound of your TV yeah. really yeah. far away. It's really dark. Yeah. So I don't know what that's going to be like. You're watching it mid-afternoon on a Sunday <laughs> and you're like <laughs> squinting to see what bare did... butts of the volcano. What was, yeah. um, there was a, there were some older people in our theater behind us and afterwards somebody said something. I'm never letting you pick the movie we go to again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said something along the lines of like, that was depressing or something. Yeah, like. well, now I'm traumatized. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, geez. (laughs) It's like, fair enough. This is not a pleasant movie. No. (laughs) But I think, yeah, we need more movies like that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so boring to be like, ah, the hero won. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. No heroes win here. Well, everybody kind of wins. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Anya Taylor-Joy. Well, duh. Well. She got kids. Yeah, I guess she had kids, but she wanted she wanted an omelet. Did she, yeah, did she want to She wanted that omelet from Denny's. And I wonder what, like, well- I don't know about this but like i wonder if med would take wives not that she needed a husband but she would need a husband in a patriarchal society like that mm. um oh you yeah know what she I definitely mean? got clout out of bearing this guy's kids right well but he was a nobody well it was like the lineal king yeah yeah the true king the true king the true and, king. and he and he got that a little medallion mm. to show that you're right. Mm. So you're right. she definitely got a little bit of clout. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I hope she. I hope she made it out all right. Before we wrap up, Beth, do you want to make your point about the woman uh, Viking and like how women? Oh yeah, were that historically was interesting. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I watched uh, an interview with Robert Eggers, and he was talking about the. Um, he calls it the Hakuna Matata scene, where <laughs> <laughs> they go from um, almost as a child rowing away from the island. Um, and then becoming a grown-up and uh, being a berserker. Um, and so in the the uh, the boat scene where they're, you know. Rowing the boat. Rowing the boat. Rowing the boat. They're embarking on the village that they're going to destroy. Fuck up. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're going to fuck it up. Um, but anyways, um, on one of the boats, um, Eggers made a, a point to represent the only female um, captain. I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but the only female captain um, ever found um, in with like archaeological digs. Like, um, yeah, in recorded history, there's only ever been one female Viking that was in a position of power like that. Mm -hmm. Or equal Um, to like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um I feel like I I was that was a misconception for me. Like I thought it was more egalitarian, um, gender wise, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Like the History Channel, I think, really skews that because they have shield maidens that are fighting alongside the men. But yep. apparently, that wasn't the case. Well, as far as we know. Well, as far as we know, but, but like I feel we like we found the majority to be men. Then yeah, totally. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the thing with the Norse mythology. I know we got to wrap up, but like, um, <laughs> we got like um, another ten minutes. Uh, well. But like, what's really interesting about Norse mythology is it's very incomplete in some parts. Like, there's a lot more to the tale of Norse mythology, but oh, we, we just don't know. We it's been lost. Like yeah. a lot of what we have is scraps. That breaks my heart. Yeah, it that really makes does. Me so it, sad. I'm so thankful that. We have the the origin of the universe in in Norse mythologies, and we also have the event of Ragnarok and how the world will like continue to rebirth itself. Um, 
I'm glad that we we have a complete enough story with tales in between of the gods and um, how things are created and stuff like that. But we're missing so much. And I think that's A, really cool because that allows so many people to create their own stories. But yeah. B, um, maybe one day we find a cache of more information. Holy fuck. Maybe we imagine? find an entire tomb of um, women uh, Vikings that are guarding this one thing. And like, yeah, that'd be amazing. Like. Yeah. I wonder how much of their um, their like storytelling is oral as opposed to written. Ooh. That I don't know. I also don't know because um, apparently the like pagan religion in Iceland is the fastest growing religion in that country. Really? Isn't that exciting? Like right now? Yeah, that's what I learned this year. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Were they writing at that time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. They must have been. Yeah, they must have been. Wow. Yeah, there's like an whatever there was, whatever was oh, on their transitions, were, yeah. like the yeah. transition of their acts. They were using some oh, sort of they writing. They had runes. They, they had a yeah, system. They stuff. were definitely writing at that okay. time. Yeah. I think about it. Yeah. I don't know how advanced it was, but yeah. Yeah. Oh man, some of the title cards in this movie too. Like that's something I, <laughs> I totally forgot about. Like some of the t- title cards were amazing. Yeah. Like the Nightblade feeds is one of them. <laughs> oh yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. It's my no, kind of shit. Totally. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know what? And um, at the end of the day, this is probably going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Absolutely, it already is. Yeah. But like, I I I can't wait to watch more movies this year. But like, uh, this, I'm so glad a I put this in the film fantasy draft because I am ahead, baby. But also, like, <laughs> I'm really glad it turned into it, even though uh, it's on my film fantasy draft. I expected it to do good. I'm really glad it even exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy I watched it. Yeah, maybe it'll get me into watching more of these weird ones. Maybe I'll take a stab at Pan's Labyrinth, but that's even a deep shot. Yeah, do it. It's honestly, it's more approachable than the Northmen. I would say so. Really? Yeah. 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 And the story is more interesting. It's more like yes, it's like a mature fairy tale. Oh, okay. It's very similar to the Northmen, though, in that like there's a historical portion, but there's also like a a fantastical, psychological. Yeah. Because Pan's Labyrinth will be different mythologies, or is it like its own little fairy tale? It's, only, it's, only, it's a fairy tale. It's I think it's like a an amalgamation of like bastardized Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because paganism. Yep. Mm-hmm. The bastardized it, in, a, in the best way, though. Highly recommend. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch so it. We'll good. see. No, um, we're gonna wrap this up. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I want to thank Mike for agreeing to do this again no problem um, and bethany leslie for coming on the podcast for thank, the first time thank you for having me. it was fun we got a new monkey we got a, monkey. a new monkey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh boy <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> someone someone needs to start doing fan art and putting us on monkeys yeah we need a giant like roster yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> like a like a like a treat. last supper of monkeys oh my god <laughs> how can funny we make that would that be amazing um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you got this far, uh, A, thank you for uh, sticking with the podcast. Uh, this is my favorite thing to do every two weeks. And uh, the longest running creative project that I have without uh, abandoning it. So I'm really, hey, really that's happy huge, for that. Exactly. And we've definitely dropped the ball a few times, but a we're few. still on schedule. Hey, man. I thought the Wendy's Breakfast episode was great. So, <laughs> yeah. Balls were not dropped there. Balls were not dropped. No. Anyway. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, You can find, uh, I don't know if you noticed at the beginning of this episode or in a few seconds here, but uh, there's some great music. And you may be wondering, who made that music? Daniel Masanye, our fantastic editor. 
and music creator, composer? Uh, yeah, I call him editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief. That's Dan for you. His YouTube channel is in the description of the... Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or on YouTube. Uh, also, thank you to the Creation Nation Makerspace. It's a tiny little place downtown, Brandon. Really great place. You can make stuff. Doing God's work. Doing honestly. God's work down here. Yeah. Creates a fantastic spot for us to create this podcast, and uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, they got student deals. Come on down. <laughs> um, last thank you is to you, the subscriber. We're not the subscriber. Maybe you should subscribe because we need three more subscribers. <laughs> that's it. Uh, to get to 30. And that's my goal at the end of the year, maybe, is to get to 50, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, we got to wrap. But thank you very much for listening. Go watch The Northman again and have a wonderful day. Farewell. Adios. <laughs>